Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, that's me, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This is the Ion Travel Podcast with CBS News Travel Editor Peter Greenberg. Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here with another edition of the Ion Travel Podcast. This week, a conversation with a true frequent flyer and a mileage junkie. And then I speak with an aviation pioneer and a disruptor. The mileage junkie? Actor Robert Wall. You've seen him in Batman and in one of my favorite TV series, which ran on HBO, Arliss. When he's not flying to perform, he's just flying anywhere he can and any way he can, as in points and miles. And then, the man with the golden touch when it comes to launching a new airline. His name, David Nealman. He's the guy who founded JetBlue, then a similar airline in South America, Azul. And now he's back with America's largest new low fare carrier. Breeze, launched right in the middle of the pandemic. Talk about timing. First up, Robert Wool. Appropriately enough, I spoke to him from a location right under the flight path and the approach to LAX in Torrance, California. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths. And where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used. Because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Robert, welcome. Peter, thanks. That's very kind of you to say. Yes, but I haven't finished the introduction. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Because in addition to being a great actor and a great traveler, he is, and I thought I was a frequent flyer addict and no. junkie, he, I mean, all you talk about. No, no, that's, that, that, first of all, it's right now because of, uh, I have a lot of time right now, <laughs> so I have all, and I'm getting older, it's, I have all these miles, so I've, I've accrued, so it's like, you know, use them or lose them, so right now, I've, I'm Yeah, but wait a second, let me, let me give you an example of a conversation I have with Robert. It's like, all right, I'm going to go to Philadelphia on American, but actually they're miles from Uzbekistan Hotel because I figured out they had a connection. It's only and if I, wait, 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 wait. And then if I turn left on a Friday, oh, guess wow. what? An old Holiday Inn thing comes in with a wow. key. Wow. You're getting tougher. No, no I, it's, it's, it's true. It's great. It's I, just, you, have, you have figured out the system. 
Well, I have figured it out through with help from Brian Kenny. Uh, Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kenny's the MLB Network. The uh, <laughs> that's my that's my buddy who's the host of the show. Um, only because of this trip I'm on, and because of certain airlines, I'm going to go to. I, I'm going to go to London and to Paris. Well, I was, it was to London. Here it comes. Okay, here it comes. And go uh, I'm going. You know, and I had all these miles, so I'm using the miles. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Stop. Which airline are you actually okay, flying? Okay, I'll go through the trip. Okay, okay. So that's fair enough. I want, I want everybody to okay, hear what I you've read done. The, I fly JetBlue a lot, as okay. do you, don't you? I do. Go ahead. Okay, I love their mint service. But I read on, um, on Brian's points guy thing that... Now, my buddy, I have to tell you, I have another friend who you is... You see the story? You see what I mean by this? Wait, wait, <laughs> I got to go back. Because <laughs> I travel, as you know, with a disabled wife and two small dogs. Not this trip, but it's generally, you know them, but I, I, the two yeah. dogs are new, new two dogs. Yeah. So you know it's, it's a hassle traveling with the dogs and a disabled wife. So yeah, you but have you're to, going solo on this trip. I am going solo. Uh, actually, I'm bringing a friend with me but uh, later on. But, but... Uh, <laughs> you realize this story is not linear in any way, shape, or No, way. okay. So I noticed that on, on JetBlue, he had a story, Brian did, about Emirates points, you know, are like for 52,000 points... You can get a mint seat. They have this on JetBlue. On JetBlue. So I did that, and uh, I, I transferred. I, I followed those instructions. The only problem is that I got the ticket, and I have it with me on me because I'm going to the airport after this LAX. Well, Torrance is very airport close. Yeah. Yes. So, but I can't get a seat assignment on this flight. So, but the fifty-two thousand points. <laughs> if you went on JetBlue, it's one hundred eight, one hundred ten thousand points. You see, you're gaming the system. I love this. Keep going. Well, because of Brian. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing that. So then, I'm and Brian's been on the show a number of times. We right. love. Him. So yeah. then I'm gonna go uh, from. I'm gonna be in New York for a couple of days. Come see a couple of shows. See, see my friends and family, and uh, then I'm going. I, well, to, are you doing that on points too? No, I have an apartment in New York that no. I did not buy on points. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So, but then I am going on points from uh, from uh, New York to London. You know, just on United, just basically United points. And then, however, here's where it became interesting. It's already interesting. Keep going. When I was returning, I guess the market from London is exorbitant. Everybody wants, because the prices from London to LAX, I'm going to go straight back home to LA, is, it was like 155,000 points uh, to go nonstop. However... I noticed if you go on Ethiopian Airlines on a Tuesday no, and no, you say your name is well, Murray and you have a snowmobile. Right, yeah. Okay. No, but I did notice that the flight, one of the flights that I could go for like cheaper, a couple of thousand miles, because I am bringing a friend returning with me. Of course you are. Uh, and if you were, it was going to stop in Paris. And I said, well, if it's stopping in Paris, the flight, and then going on from there, what is the flight just from Paris? To, to LAX, and that was 67,000 miles. So you're just going to take the train, aren't you? I'm going to take the channel. Yeah. We're going to spend two days in Paris, worst places to stay, yeah. and then fly nonstop on the same flight, on the same, but it's half the, 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 uh, the, points. the number, the points. So that's not... Here's no. the other thing that most people don't realize, especially if you're flying on points or even on dollars to the United Kingdom. They nail you on the way out with these taxes. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. So the smartest thing people should do and I'm serious, is if you want to go to London and come back, whether you're flying on dollars or, or, or miles, do yourself a favor. Get yourself what they call 
an, uh, an open jaw ticket. And an open jaw ticket looks like, looks like an open jaw. You don't complete it with an airplane flight or you complete it with a separate flight. Oh, let me explain. You fly, let's say, Los Angeles to London, then take the train from London to Paris, and then fly Paris to L.A. By doing that, you save all the taxes on the money because the U.K. hits you with taxes for any U.K. airport that you fly out of, and they're exorbitant. And even if you're on mileage, they'll charge, let's say a business class mileage ticket, they'll charge you taxes as if you paid for a business class ticket, and that could be as high as $800 in taxes. Yeah, they're hitting me for taxes from the, on the Paris trip, too, though. Uh, they're hitting me for taxes on that also. We, uh, we should discuss that then. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm going to say, I, know, I, I checked it out, Peter, believe me. But, but I, did note, I did notice on the American carriers, you, get, you pay a lot less, a lot less uh, right. than you do on the, because um, I'm flying Air France KLM back, so that probably has something to do with it. Uh, so that's the trip. I mean, that's okay, just, you know, but, but that's not, not okay, terrible. But not, not, did I say it was terrible? No. What I said was, you have spent hours. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. How much no. time did you spend figuring this oh, out? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if I spent this much time on my work, I'd be more successful. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the point. That's why we brought you here today. This is actually an intervention. <laughs> no, but, but see, if you do your homework, and, and Brian's been on the show before. He does a great job. But if you do your homework, th there's so many interlocking directorates here in the airline business and strategic partnerships where inventory is in one airline but not in another. But if you call on a Tuesday, you get the, you get the seat. If you do your homework, look how many miles you've saved. Yes, yes. Uh, the other part, uh, the other part that I did not tell you though was the credit card bonuses. You know, I, uh -oh. I, I didn't, I didn't go into that because. Well, go ahead, talk to me. Well, because if you're, I can't. If you're alive, you're seeing that yeah, every. This, this could have been an episode on our list. You know this. It was an episode on our list. Come on. It was. It was, uh, there was see, this was a great fact. It's a great thing you mentioned that up. You mentioned that because. Uh, in one episode, Rita, my Arliss's assistant, who was Sandra, Sandra O, o yeah. right, uh, needed a certain amount of frequent flyer miles. To, you know, because, and I said, that's real to people. When people would pitch me stories on Arliss about, oh, Arliss is going to make the biggest deal for all this money, I go, nobody cares about a number. It's a number. It's got no emotional value. You talk about somebody wanting frequent flyer miles for a trip, that the average person can understand. That's emotional. So there, it was a You're story. You're getting emotional right now. Yeah, well, that yeah. was a story. So, yeah. But anyway, the credit cards are all, I've noticed, and Brian, more than anybody you'd know, uh, is all the credit card companies, I mean, every one of them, are, are, order, are offering these huge bonuses if you spend X amount of dollars in the first three, six months. I have to say it. I love getting you so excited about this. Okay, so we, we figured out the points. Now the credit cards. Well, the credit card, they're just offering these great bonuses if you sign up and get their credit card. The key is how much is it going to cost you per the card. Most of them... If well, you, look, if you take an AmeriExpress Platinum card, that's $700 a that's, year. But I get it anyway. So that one didn't... But I couldn't get bonuses because I get it. However, <laughs> if you get the business... If you get the business card uh, or the a American, gold card, yeah, yeah. or the gold card, which is two fifty, yeah. they also had like a fifty hundred thousand dollars bonus thing if you spend X amount. Now, there's a lot of other cards that are only... Sometimes they're free the first year and then they go to $95 a year. And you can get six... I mean, on the United one... On the United one, it was 75,000 bonus points yep. if you spent like 6,000 in three months, which I do. And if you spend another 10,000 for the rest of the year, it's another 75,000. Well, yeah, so that's 150,000 points. Right, and in the old days, you got, you, got, you got a free coach ticket at 25,000 miles, so that's six flights. 
right? A free coach ticket at 25000 Of course. They still have it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I know. You don't fly coach. I don't. I knew, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Okay. I, I, no, that's, I, that's Boy, the I one thing. you. I said, you get a free coach. Uh, well, coach, uh, let's coach. Well, yes, yeah. the, uh, that's one thing as I've gotten older and, uh, and I've done okay in the world. I decided at one time I was going to board the plane and turn left. The, uh, I turn because it's the old story. You know, so the you're old, incapable the old, of turning right. You no, are incapable of turning. Well, right. here, here's the story. If you if you don't fly first class, when you die, your kids will. <laughs> they're going to inherit all the money and all the point, and they're the first thing they're going to do, fly first class around the world. So what you're saying is you're downgrading your kids. Well, I don't, automatically, I, I don't have kids, so but I'm just. So there uh, goes your argument. No, no, right. but you, but it's whoever it's going to get them, whoever is going to yeah, inherit okay. it, they're going to fly first class. So that's that's you definitely do, definitely. You know, it's like uh, that's the first thing they're going to do is fly. <laughs> now, the only time I do fly, coach, let's, I have to. Be You're fair. admitting to this. I well, here's why. You know, Barbara, yes. my wife is disabled. She has to lie flat. Some planes do, until they had lie flat seats. Uh, I'd have to buy out a row. So she would have to lift up the armrest. Yes. And I still may have to do that because now they're not allowing my dog in first class. That's another thing I got pissed off about. <laughs> they're not allowing my dogs anymore up front. You know, so. This is turning into a Rodney Dangerfield routine. I'll tell you, that was my first guy I wrote for, you know. That was my first job, was writing for Rodney. <laughs> it was, that's a true story. For those of you who've never seen the, show, the movie Back to School, filmed at my alma mater, Madison, Wisconsin, go see it. Yeah. There you go. But anyway... Are you okay on the credit card? How many credit cards do you have that are mileage related? Uh, let me see. I would say um, eight, nine. Wow. Yeah, but it's, it's all in the last year. But so now you're juggling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, until I get the bonuses. And then I, <laughs> it's like when I get the bonuses, then I... Then you're going to dump the card. Well, I, I, as soon as I can, you know, you, there are limits when you can dump them. Now, some of them are okay. Yeah, but you see, uh, some companies like Chase are on to you because they say you can only get four cards in a, gear, in a given yeah, year. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So I catch up. So meanwhile, people were counterfeiting my checks at Chase. Did I tell you this story? I had two. I had a, I, okay, I, here we go. It's Rodney Dangerfield again. I had a, I fly him back on the plane and I just, you know, check my bank account and I had a mop up. And I see, this is a $5,000 check. I didn't write no $5,000 check. Somebody counterfeited my checks. And I caught On the plane? Well, I caught it on the plane. On the, I checked ah. on my account. So I went right to the bank. And well, here was the problem, though. They froze my bank account with the checks because it was counterfeited. It wasn't, you know, right. hacked. And I couldn't get to the money that was already in the account. That was the biggest problem. It took like two weeks to yeah, do that. Yeah, but here's the th story that you don't know. The person who counterfeited that check used it to get points oh, to, to fly. Okay, there you go. <laughs> By the way, they caught that one, and I had to get a new account. Right. And there was another 85000 that they tried over the next month or two, because I would always get wow. things saying, hey, did you sign this? Did you, this? did you do this? And I go, no. Well, I was on a flight once going from L.A. to Chicago. This is many years ago. And the flight attendant said, can I hang up your jacket? She did. It was a night flight. Everybody's sleeping. I get to Chicago the next day. I walk off the plane. And uh, I go to pay for the cab with a credit card. And one of my credit cards is missing. Right? That credit card was used within 20 minutes of, of the arrival in Chicago to charge $33,000 in airline tickets. So it was an all-inside job because they had somebody at the airline willing to wow. do it. And... I said, wait a minute. Well, I, want, I want to thank you for those tickets, by the way. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, had a, I, I want to thank you. I never had an opportunity, but now I do. So. Yeah, and, and what's really pissing me off is you got points. 
You got yeah. points on that. I got, I got, yeah. You think I'm bad. I got a buddy who, who argues, a lawyer, big shot lawyer, who argues at the Supreme Court. He's got 23 credit cards. He is so into this. He also says, you know, I, he spends more time on this than he does arguing before the Supreme Court. I rest my case. Yeah. I rest my case. Yeah. This is, you're out of control. Uh, that, I don't I, use it for hotels ever. It's, yeah, a lot of people do. I Actually, that's not true. I'm using Here it the, comes. Okay, now that's hotels. not true. I'm using the, I was going to have a trip to Paris for a, a very significant anniversary. I was taking about six, eight people with me to Paris, and I was using points for their hotels. And, of course, between the pandemic and uh, other things, couldn't go. And uh, so I'm using those points for this time, that's all. Bottom line here, Robert Wall, great actor, amazing credit card junkie, amazing frequent flyer junkie. I'm not that good oh, there. I, Hey, you impressed me. Well. And the Rodney Dangerfield impression was pretty good. I was, well, yeah, Rodney, that's the first guy I ever wrote for. That was my first <laughs> job, was writing for Rodney. My thanks to Robert. I first met David Mealman more than 20 years ago when he launched a real disruptor airline, JetBlue. And what a success story that became. Now, Mealman is back with another new airline with a different business and pricing model. It's called Breeze. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So if timing is everything, David, we're in a world that's being disrupted uh, over two years of COVID. Then we have, of course, pilot shortages. We have fuel. We have, of course, now the situation in Ukraine. Uh, where does the world aviation business catch a break here? Uh, and, and how do you adjust for this? Well, you know, we're a resilient bunch. Uh, we've been through a lot, you know, and as, as you know, Peter, I was, uh, you know, in the, in the heart of what happened at 9-11, right in New York City. We got through that. Uh, COVID has been difficult, uh, you know, much more, high, much more difficult than a spike in fuel prices. Uh, obviously, you know, our hearts go to, out to the people in Ukraine and, and, and really our, our prayers are with them and hopefully that gets resolved. But COVID has really been the most devastating thing for the airline business. And we're, we're through it. You know, I mean, I, I'm feeling positive. People are traveling again. I was with some, you know, airline executives over the weekend, and they were all saying that their bookings were as strong as they've ever seen them in March. So, uh, you know, now it's, you know, there's going to have to be some adjustments for the, for the higher fuel prices. But thank goodness uh, this H220 that I'm on board here is very fuel efficient. And so, you know, we got to charge about five bucks more per hour of flight per customer. Um, and, you know, that's something we're going to have to deal with uh, going forward. But, uh, you know, it, like I said, the more troubles you go through, the more you react to it, the more resilient you become. And uh, it seems like the hits keep coming. But I think the worst is behind us. And that was really COVID. Let's talk about the fuel for a second, because at one point a couple of years ago, when fuel was just this high, uh, you had airlines like Southwest Airlines that went out and hedged their fuel purchases. And it turned out to be a pretty brilliant decision for them. They did okay. Then you had airlines like Delta that went out and actually tried to buy a refinery. They did buy a refinery, but that didn't quite work out the way they had it planned. With fuel going up so high right now, it's can you actually get on board and hedge your bets or not? You don't never hedge at this price. <laughs> that would be a disaster. Because uh, when, when, the, when the money, when the price goes down, then you owe the difference. 
uh, to the bank. So, uh, you know, I think we're just going to, I think the industry decided when there was wild fluctuations that it was just more, more costly sometimes to hedge. Uh, and so they've just kind of ha- deal with it and adjust affairs accordingly. You know, during the pandemic, we learned a lot about economics, whether we liked it or not. Yep. We also found out that when travel came back, it was led by the leisure sector uh, and, and it came back with a roar. Uh, what an interesting time for you to start an airline in the midst of all that, where other airlines were in trouble and looking for money in the capital markets. You show up with a new airline, but was the timing right because it was a leisure sector market? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, the leisure market, I think, is probably bigger than it was pre-COVID today. Uh, you know, because they have displaced people that are living in different places, they're, they're telecommuting from, you know, from work, they've gone to live in different places, and they have to get back and forth. You know, the, the big mystery is how long it's going to take business traffic to come back. And that's, that's the big one. You know, big corporations have banned their people from traveling. Uh, and I would assume that that's going to start, you know, you're, you're getting worried that people are going back to work. Apple computer is now decided to go back to work. So, um, you know, I, I think that will start to increase as well, but certainly it's been really at the leisure side of it. You know, airlines like, uh, like Allegiant and, and Spirit and Frontier are faring better than the big guys who, who relied more heavily on the business traffic. Of course, both Delta, United and American were never defined as low fare leisure traveler carriers. Uh, you know, they can't sell fares for $39 and make any money. No, I mean, that they certainly have a high cost structure and they're really focused on hubs too. And that adds a lot of cost as well. So when we fly a route, uh, you know, some of the routes that we announced today where we can bypass a hub and we don't have to have that expense and it's more convenient for our customers, we can pass that savings along. You know, we found these little pockets of, of, uh, of traffic where you can, you can uh, you know, bypass the hub. And what we find is we can 10 times the size of the market if we can get the right fare and, you know, if we can get you there twice as fast for half the price, that means a lot to people. You know, in the last four months, well, first of all, let's go back. Back in June or July of last year, just about every airline was doubling and tripling down on announcing new routes. You know, if you go back historically, Southwest Airlines might have had added one new route a year. Last year, they added like 30 and then travel came back. Then you had staffing issues and they got rid of a lot of those routes. American canceled 27 routes, uh, Delta canceled 10, United last week canceled 17. Today, you're adding routes. Yeah, I mean, I think the situation, uh, the pilot situation is to blame for a lot of that, obviously. And what you saw at, you know, the big airlines, they, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what they were, you know, necessarily what the thought process was, but they kind of offered incentives to retire almost 7,000 and pilots, you know, left the ranks. It was already a tight uh, pilot market. It wasn't as difficult as it is now. And then what they did is they went down to the regional partners that feed them and uh, hired those 7,000 pilots from them, and which caused all these regional guys to cancel a bunch of routes because they couldn't fly them because they couldn't uh, train pilots fast enough to replace those. You know, fortunately, we kind of sit in between uh, you know, if someone's going to a regional, it's, you know, we've got bigger airplanes, we can pay more. So that's a more desirable job. So we're not, you know, we can get those from the, from, uh, you know, from the regional carriers. A lot of people love to fly for Breeze and, you know, we, we uh, are doing some interesting things uh, to, to reduce the need for pilots. We're 
we're taking 10 of our Embraers and we're putting them in full-time charter work in the fall uh, where we can fly sports teams or on-demand charters or, uh, you know, incentive things or corporate shuttles or whatever. Uh, and that will lessen the need for pilots, but allow us to move some of our EJET pilots over the 220s, which they're thrilled about. So, you know, it's, uh, we're getting through it. We're going to be fine. Uh, but uh, you just have to do things a little bit differently nowadays until we get through this 7,000 pilot bump that's got to, you know, get, get, get dealt with. Now, this isn't your first rodeo. You and I go back a few years. And of course, to you, to you initiating and starting JetBlue, going to, you know, going from certain airports in those days, like Long Beach, California, which the other airlines had ignored. Uh, what lessons have you learned from the JetBlue experience that you've applied to Breeze? Well, I think it's, it's JetBlue, but it's also Azul in Brazil. I mean, we, 80% of our routes, we have no nonstop competition and we've got some of the highest margins in the world. So, you know, what we've learned is if you fly between places where no one else serves, your costs are lower and you can, you know, uh, be, it's more resilient, uh, you know, for fuel prices, hikes and, and all of that when you're not dealing with, you know, someone that's competing in a market. So, uh, it, it's an important lesson, and but you know it's it's one where you know what's amazing is is how happy our customers are. Our NPS scores are through the roof; they're the highest I've ever seen before. You know, into the 80s, because people are wow, you got me there. I got there quick. I paid half as much, and uh, you know that's that's really the way to build a business is through happy customers. We know that airfares are going to go up because of fuel going up. You mentioned you might have to charge maybe five dollars more, but in a highly competitive world, is that what is that what Americans going to charge as well? I mean, how far how far higher are the fuel prices going to go, considering what's happening now in the world in the world fuel markets? I wish I knew. If I knew it was going to two hundred fifty dollars a barrel, I guess I'd hedge it today. But you know, I think there's a there's a point where people can up their capacity if there's enough money involved. And that's what we've seen in the past. So these these spikes and these blips. You can go back 20, 30 years and, and see them. They always seem to happen for one thing or another. This is obviously a very serious situation uh, in Ukraine. And, and, and uh, you know, Russia pumps 12% of the world's oil. So we're going to have to make that up somehow, or we're going to have to cut back. People are going to have to just, uh, and there's no doubt when you're paying five, six dollars a gallon at the pump, people are going to drive less and that will cut back on, on, on demand. And, and these things tend to even themselves out. You got to look forward and, and you got to understand that uh, economics of supply and demand and just press forward and, and, and do the best you can. I mean, all of this is happening, intersecting with people planning their summer travel now. Where do you think this is going to be this summer? Before, the, before Ukraine, just about everyone is predicting a record year in travel for 2022. Well, I think it'll be record traffic here. The question is, Will, will the airlines you know, be able to kind of raise their fares enough to cover the increase in fuel price? That's really the key. And if you've got strong demand, it's much easier to do it than when you have weak demand or no demand like we had during COVID. So at least we got that going for us, which is nice. So, uh, you know, tough times, but strong demand is, is helpful to get through uh, difficult times with uh, spikes in fuel prices. Now, today you announced a whole mess of new routes. Where are you going? Where are we going? We're going, uh, we added 10 new cities, uh, four in the West and six in the East. And we're just looping our cities together. Uh, again, routes that don't have nonstop service. I think uh, I checked the bookings in Providence, LA was one of the highest booked today. You know, if you live in Providence, you can go nonstop to LAX. That's great. Uh, you know, if you're in Huntsville, Alabama and you want to go to Las Vegas, that's great too. 
So, you know, all of these routes are, are and again, fares are going to be a little bit higher once we get through this introductory time to cover for the fuel prices. But, you know, there's still going to be a, it's going to be a great value. And I don't think 25 bucks or whatever is going to stop someone from traveling. Um, you know, obviously it's cumulative when you have higher costs of everything else in your life. But, uh, you know, that's why we've got to be the, the best provider for, for the lowest cost to get through these times. I was flying the other day from, from Dallas to LaGuardia on American Airlines nonstop. My fare was $38. The cab ride to the airport was more than that. There's a big disconnect there, David. Yeah, I haven't seen a $38 fare uh, since we had them out there. But um, certainly there's, there's areas where there's competition. And that's why we don't fly where there's competition. So, <laughs> you know, there's skirmishes that break out between the big guys. And I'm not sure what precipitated that. Maybe, you know, JetBlue's flying it or something. But, uh, you know, there's certainly demand for those, those, those routes. And uh, we're looking at a big summer. And, you know, it's good to be uh, exclusively in the market. My thanks to David and to Robert Wool, And my thanks to you for listening to this Ion Travel podcast. For more conversations with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. For all the breaking travel news, just fasten your seatbelts and log on to petergreenberg.com. The Ion Travel Podcast is produced by Amanda Morris and Anthony Protis Chung. For more content from Peter Greenberg and the Ion Travel team, visit petergreenberg.com. Ion Travel is a production of CBS News Radio. Hey, Prime members, Peter Greenberg here. You can listen to Ion Travel ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, and you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. And before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.